Welcome to the discussion, Modern Government, Cyber Analytics, sponsored by KPMG. Here's today's moderator, Jason Miller. My guest today is Raul Chowda, the Principal and Head of Artificial Intelligence, Analytics and Engineering for the Government Sector at KPMG. Raul, thanks uh, for taking the time. It's good to, for you to join us. Thanks, Jason. Glad to be here. Let me set just a little bit of context for our discussion today. Over the last six months or so, agencies and companies have received a stark reminder about the challenges of scaring data and systems, from SolarWinds to Microsoft Exchange to Pulse Secure. The impact to agency networks and systems has been real and is forcing, once again, a real call for change to federal cybersecurity. President Joe Biden's recent executive order aims to drive significant upgrades to how agencies and industry think and apply cyber protections. Now, at the heart of this EO, and really so many government-wide efforts, is data. In fact, the executive order calls on agencies to adopt security best practices, advance toward a zero-trust architecture, accelerate the movement to secure cloud services, and to streamline and, and access to cybersecurity data to drive analytics for identifying and managing cybersecurity risks. Additionally, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency at DHS plans to spend some, a good portion of, that, of their $650 million windfall from the American Rescue Plan on improving the capacity to conduct analysis of cybersecurity information coming to them to better understand the risks and threats across government. It is clear that data is the key to everything agencies can do to protect their networks and systems. So how can they take advantage of data and analytics to protect those networks and drive better decision-making? Well, once again, that's where my guest comes in. Viral Chowda is the Principal and Head of Artificial Intelligence, Analytics, and Engineering for the government sector at KPMG. Viral, we talk a lot about cyber analytics. We talk a lot about big data. So let's just start with a basic definition. How, how are you all defining cyber analytics? Yeah, Jason, so it's, it's a very broad topic. And so it's good to baseline. It's an emerging area to apply different, you know, analytics capabilities to monitor, measure, and mitigate cyber risk. It also involves organizational change for many entities as it requires transformation of cyber functions from traditional policy-driven culture to real-time real data-driven culture. Um, and in practice, we encounter cyber analytics tasks that can be broken out into four different types. So first, descriptive analytics. Uh, descriptive helps us answer questions like who, what, where, when. Uh, if I give you a simple example, you know, who logged into the what system at what time from which location using which device. Now that's at employee or a contractor level. From there, if we go to program or operational perspective, it, it can provide insights into things like what applications still don't require multi-factor authentication. Uh, what hardware is going out of support? How much percent of workload is on cloud? Uh, which device is using non-compliant software? Which location is lagging in installing new patch? So on and so forth. Um, from there, we go to diagnostics analytics, which helps us answer questions like why it's happening. Um, as an example, why is the migration to cloud slower than what we planned for? Uh, and how can we focus our resources on high-risk areas? Example, um, this can include uh, matrix like productivity, quality, model confidence, value delivered, uh, and cost management, etc. So these types require clearly defined matrix, so which helps measure and monitor a defined set, set of uh, indicators uh, and use effective interactive tools like um, visualization and dynamic drill downs to 
better understand cyber risk from summary executive level all the way to down in the detail of operational uh, execution. From there, getting up the maturity curve, uh, organizations would adopt advanced analytics and focus on mitigation of cyber risk. Uh, and there are, we can break it down into two types, uh, predictive analytics, which tries to identify high risk areas before threats are exploited. And prescriptive is very advanced and it's about recommending specific set of actions to respond to those risk analysis output. So advanced analytics has many potential to identify hidden risk and bring more value, but it also requires more sophisticated skills such as machine learning and predictive modeling or uh, scenario planning and optimization. That's really helpful. The, the four areas, the four types of analytics to break them down that way. It sounds to me like a lot of agencies are stuck in pro program analysis, maybe diagnostics analysis, but they really haven't moved to, to some of the other ones. What, what are you starting to see within the government? Where, 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 when you talk to your customers, where are they? I think, you know, many think that they are, they are good on the initial side, but um, for us in the field, it's, it's quite shocking that um, government as well as on the commercial side, um, they have invested heavily um, on procuring variety of different kind of tool capabilities and services around it. Any large organization uh, have more than you know, dozens of tools uh, to address cybersecurity. Um, but what's interesting is because it's such a complex area, it is not, it's not just about technology. When you deploy a variety of different tools, it gives you insights into that particular tool set or that particular domain. And cyber is, is a cross-domain, cross-functionality, very broad area. Uh, and so just through the deployment of the tools, they're not getting the insights that they would like. Also, what is important is it's very important to, to frame the question in a business objective sense. So that requires threading through a variety of different data, um, cleansing that data, finding the signals, and then pulling up the, the matrix to, to convey a story as to what's happening, where are the risks, how can we mitigate those risks. And, and through the siloed pro program, although organizations and companies could be drowning in, in a variety of matrices, but they still don't have a well-defined uh, matrix program. So I think before even they leverage the advanced capabilities, and many are, are leveraging. Um, it's not a sequential process is what I'm trying to, to convey. Um, many are trying to do all at once and they will have to, but um, there is still a lot more work that needs to be done even in the descriptive and, and diagnostic stages. Um, so overall, when I, when I talk about the, the, the challenges, obviously we know that we are in a cyber era, right? So cybersecurity continues its stellar rise in importance. Um, you already talked about a variety of different attacks that we are seeing, you know, our recent attack on the, on the Colonial Pipeline Company, which is the largest attack on our uh, energy infrastructure. This had an impact on our economy and citizens' day-to-day -day life. Unfortunately, this is not an isolated uh, incident. Uh, obviously, the, the, the impact or the intensity could be different, but it's, it's not... Uh, isolated. 
Our firm conducted a couple of surveys. Uh, one was with CIO, the other one with CEOs. And not to our surprise, what we found was to both the surveys, cybersecurity is one of the top board level uh, agenda items. Uh, public sector, obviously no different. Uh, in fact, the, the impact could be much higher in public sector than, than private, as we have seen a couple of examples um, already. But the good news is cyber analytics um, as an area has proven to improve how we measure and mitigate those emerging risks and offer clear benefits um, versus the, the traditional uh, approach. In fact, if I was to highlight one thing, right? traditionally in the cyber annual assessment, companies and agencies conduct a qualitative evaluation of their risk probabilities and its impact on a variety of different factors and using well-known industry frameworks like CIS or NIST 800. But this approach heavily relies on subjective assessments by domain experts. That means despite of um, significant investment being uh, put into procuring cyber tools and surrounding services, executives are still not getting quantifiable data-driven risk scores. And that's where uh, the emphasis needs to be. Do you get a sense of why executives aren't getting these quantifiable risk scores? Is it the lack of data, the lack of analytics? You just said agencies have been buying tools. They've been spending a lot of money on, on and, you know, we always hear the whole thing about a single pane of glass and dashboards, but why aren't they, why aren't the executives getting that quantifiable data? Do, do you get a sense of why? Yeah. So first and foremost, like I said, they have tons of tools. They provide insights into their respective functions. But in order to provide a, an enterprise level view, um, companies need to take, make efforts and, and define a well-rounded set of um, high level dashboards to meet their uh, objectives. Cyber data and the, the matrix, because it's cross-functional, um, to, to get the complete security posture, you, you need to bring data across a variety of components like identity and access management log, application log, network log, database log, and even many times combine that with third-party you know, data feed um, to get you know, rich insights, which is data and insights driven. That takes you know, quite a bit of effort and, and it's challenging. Next, after defining a set of uh, metrics, we need a continuous monitoring approach um, that can standardize the collection, curation, and processing of those cyber-related data, um, which helps baseline the performance uh, from historical perspective and benchmark that risk indicator um, against other agencies or other companies. In this way, organizations can get early warning. Uh, when observing abnormal behavior or drastic fluctuations within the data. Leadership can obtain the, the cyber risk scores through this mechanism in a real time or you know, impromptu basis, rather than waiting for the annual assessment report to come out on a periodic you know, annual basis or even at best on a periodic basis. From there, one thing to, to note is contemporary cyber security problems are complicated and they come with unique characteristics. Um, as an example, 
threats are fast evolving. Hence, the historic rule-based approach alone uh, is not sufficient. Threat signals could be buried under large and complex cyber data, making some events and behaviors hard to capture. And there is an issue of unknown unknown. Um, the ones we don't know about or what to, what to look for, what patterns are we looking for? These are all the areas where advanced analytics um, capabilities are best suited to target complex problems with you know, these characteristics. Uh, with advanced DNA solutions, agency can use information in timeframes and ways not possible in the past. In fact, I can give an, an example uh, where we work with a large client and we developed a machine learning based uh, approach to detect command and control servers. So attackers use command and control servers to maintain communications with the compromised system. But with this automated data pipelines and ML algorithms, it saved them months to manually scan thousands of domains. Uh, and we were able to identify more than 50 previously unknown detections that existing rules couldn't blacklist. This helped you know, optimizing the security analyst performance and, and preventing potential breach. That, that's a terrific example. I really appreciate the fact you, you were able to talk a little bit about that because it shows just the power of analytics. And, and I think I think one of the other pieces that you talk about is the unknown unknowns. And we saw that with solar winds among others. Veral, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can continue our conversation. You're listening to the discussion, Modern Government Cyber Analytics, sponsored by KPMG on Federal News Network. Is your agency feeling the pressure to modernize? A new app isn't enough. Becoming modern requires rethinking the way you operate. At KPMG, we help agencies optimize their business functions, enable the workforce with digital platforms and tools, and protect critical assets from ever-changing threats. Meet current and future mission requirements by continuously improving and constantly adapting with KPMG by your side. To learn more, visit kpmg.com US federal. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion, Modern Government, Cyber Analytics, sponsored by KPMG on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Raul Chada, the Principal and Head of Artificial Intelligence, Analytics, and Engineering for Government Sector at KPMG. Now, Veral, before break, we're talking about the problem, and you laid out almost a maturity model of, of sorts around cyber analytics. So where do agencies start? We, we always say they're never at zero, they're never at 100, they're always somewhere in the continuum. But if, if an agency is listening to this, what are some good recommendations to really start taking advantage of that data? Yeah, Jason. So, I mean, first and foremost, uh, we have to understand that cyber analytics is, is more than a technology procurement. Uh, it's a journey requiring a clear strategy and a roadmap to guide this transformation step by step. So to lay down that strategy and, and create that roadmap is, is very essential. Um, we then recommend agencies establish a, a, a matrix proof as the first step in the cyber analytics journey. This phase involves you know, creative, creating a comprehensive data catalog, creating informative matrix, identifying you know, required sources um, that the matrix will be derived from, uh, needed transformations, and defining risk indicators for, for reporting. Defining a data engineering pipeline to automate these metrics and dashboard creation so that they are refreshed on a continuous basis and provide the insight which is 
uh, in real time uh, appropriate. This is the fastest way for agencies to understand cyber risk with data evidence and, and plan for um, better risk management. Uh, again, I'll give you another example where we helped a, a worldwide e-commerce company uh, monitor a set of risk matrix uh, related to their vulnerability remediation efforts uh, and Windows patching program. Using the operational level dashboards and gaining the visibility, they were able to identify trends uh, that led to a dramatic reduction of a couple of software um, package specific vulnerabilities by more than 90% um, just in the first couple of months. That's a humongous impact just by having that sort of visibility and executives can ask the questions, why is this happening? Why haven't we taken step, you know, steps? What can we do? That energy being channelized in, in that focused area can drive results fairly quickly. Once that is done, um, meaning after the, the matrix program is, is maturing, um, the next step is to leverage advanced analytics to solve agencies' most urgent business problems in securing the systems and infrastructure. This phase uh, will continue to build upon the, the data pipeline and, and insights from the, the prior steps that we talked about and follow an iterative machine learning model development approach. Uh, with feature engineering, model training, model governance, uh, model deployment, and, and prediction. Fortunately, uh, the, the advent of big data and the compute capacity and uh, capability and, and advanced algorithms, um, governments and companies uh, now have ways to counteract cyber threats. Advanced uh, capabilities can detect anomalous employee actions that deviate from peer group practices or their own previous behavior. Such behavioral analytics allow agencies to flag suspicious, let's say emails or badge check-ins or downloads or access to unauthorized sites and assets or even attempt to access those sites and assets. It helps us in identifying deviations from pattern of normal and expected behavior, whether that's web traffic for those employees or contractors while browsing the network or the network package content uh, across the service. So that's how AI is able to play an increasingly critical role in preventing, detecting, and uh, remediating cyber threats. Uh, with big data, these models can uh, detect numerical and categorical uh, outliers, perform time series forecasting, so on and so forth, all with the end goal of unco uncovering anomalies indicative of a cyber threat, uh, even if that cyber threat has never been encountered before. So that again, addressing the unknown unknowns. So these are all the technical aspects um, uh, to the problem solving. Next, most important thing is governance. Agencies might not capitalize on the technology and infrastructure without factual data and model governance process. For example, to combat insider threats, behavioral analytics using uh, ML algorithms show the power by looking at transaction level record for a given identity and scoring um, for the risk. However, when collecting and mining the data around a person, individual, um, Drawing the line between the privacy violation and the effectiveness of monitoring behavior, you know, it, it's a balancing act. And that's where you need a, a very clearly well-defined 
uh, governance model. Lastly, all cyber analytic solutions need to scale fast and evolve continuously. Leveraging DevSecOps as part of the operationalizing um, cyber analytics, it requires new skills to uh, avoid um, what I call a proof of concept trap. Additionally, a successful uh, analytic solution should smoothly integrate with agencies, existing data warehouse uh, or a ticketing system or overall uh, analytics platform. It should keep the human in the loop for cyber subject matter expertise um, and, and ultimately uh, critical decision-making. All right, there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just back up for a second here. And uh, I, think, I think the one, appreciate the example again of the worldwide e-commerce company and reducing kind of some of that risk by 90%. The matrix piece is, so, so it sounds to me like you gotta understand where you wanna go. So your as is, your to be, we'll get a little nerdy on enterprise architecture, but then the next step sounds to me like you gotta understand your data. Is that really the biggest challenge for agencies? Because they don't sometimes know where their data exists. What is the data? How clean the data is? Is it dirty data? All that starts to play into it. Is, is from your perspective, is that the biggest challenge they face? That is one of the biggest challenges. That is um, that is correct. And and from a challenge perspective, um, or the speed of adoption perspective, um, this like we discussed before is not just a technology problem. It, it's a multidisciplinary um, skill set. And right now in, in current times, um, you know, where US is experiencing a significant talent shortage, um, because this field cyber analytics requires capability across cyber, across data engineering, across you know, cloud in many instances, as well as advanced analytics and software side, including governance, you know, finding resources in any one area is difficult, let alone bringing the pool across, uh, like I said, multidisciplinary uh, area, that is also a big challenge. Um, at the same time, you have to keep the lights on. Um, when we talk about leveraging advanced analytics, um, you know, like I mentioned before, companies already have plethora of tool set at their disposal. And every tool today promises to provide some sort of analytics. But again, it is siloed. Um, and so a lot of analysts are drowning in, in what I call a, a alert fatigue, which is, you know, they get hundreds of thousands of alerts. And so when those systems or algorithms are not well calibrated, it creates a, a trust gap. Um, again, what I mean by a trust gap is, let's say if you, if, if, you know, based on the alerts, you're getting too many false positives at some point, the analyst is going to be um, become desensitized to those alerts. And, and in that, you may miss out the real threat. On the flip side, um, even a small miss on, uh, on a real threat could cause you know, big harm. And so what is essential um, through this is, is having trust in your solution, um, ensuring that you know, the solution that you put together is effective, it's unbiased, um, and, and it provides optimal results. And to, to establish that, that trust, um, we need to have the, the transparency into this overall solution. And for that, we recommend that um, the whole 
saying be based on a sound framework which addresses algorithm integrity, explainability, fairness in the algorithm, as well as resiliency. Um, uh, and I'll quickly define what I mean by each one of those. Um, to start with integrity, it means knowing the provenance and linkage of training data, having control of model training, including evaluation matrix, and having safeguards um, so that unauthorized changes cannot com compromise the original goal or intent of the algorithm. This all occurs before the model is even used. Then once the model is in production, continuous monitoring of those model performance has to happen um, so that detecting the, the concept drift or other issues like that um, is helped. Next is explainability. Uh, this is simply knowing why a model made a decision it made. Uh, it is critical to understand what features played a role in this and by how much. This is crucial for trust. Next, we, we move to fairness. Uh, so for AI to be fair, it needs to be designed and built as free from bias as possible. And it needs to maintain the uh, fairness as it evolves. Uh, attributes used to train algorithm need to be relevant, appropriate for the goal, and must be allowed for use uh, from a regulatory perspective. And overall, I mean, ca careful oversight and governance uh, needs to be put. Lastly, the final dimension is AI resilience. Uh, and that is about ensuring that models are portable and they can operate across diverse and complex uh, ecosystems. So once you have that sort of framework, you know, the, the solution is sound, is trusted, uh, and, and can be leveraged um, by the security. The trust piece is really important. Do you get a sense that a lot of times people don't trust the model or the model has to prove its value before people can really put full trust into it? Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, the, the entire framework that we just talked about uh, is so crucial um, that, you know, folks can at any given point of time, especially in case of advanced analytics, right, where um, solutions leverage very sophisticated capabilities like deep learning, uh, neural network-based um, finding, which is perceived to be more opaque or a black box. And those are the areas where it becomes very essential um, that the results can be explained. There is a parallel system in place that can explain why the model made the decision or it's recommending an outcome um, that it did and what factors played a role and how much role did they, they, they play in the final decision making. I would say though that in case of cyber um, security and cyber analytics, this particular element uh, of explainability is is important, but not necessarily as much as it may be in, in case of, uh, say, healthcare or financial services uh, industry. And finally, we have to move fast. Um, we can't wait for you know sequential process to happen. The simple reason being, the adversaries or attackers are leveraging AI right now, and so we need to be at least one step ahead in the game. Um, because we have to be right all the time versus the attacker 
may only need to be right once to exploit the system. So we need to move fast. We need to have the right you know, parameters in place, the right frameworks in place to, to establish that trust, validate, but move fast. All right, excellent advice. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. Let me thank my guest. Viral Chadwa is the principal and head of artificial intelligence, analytics, and engineering for the government sector at KPMG. Viral, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Jason. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion of Modern Government Cyber Analytics, sponsored by KPMG on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search KPMG. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Modern Government Cyber Analytics, sponsored by KPMG on Federal News Network.